Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Tarverian podcast. Woo! Hey. Are you ready for this, Rob? Are you ready? Are you this? ready? Are you ready to Rob? Are you ready, Rich? <laughs> Is Rich ready? Rich? Oh. Real life again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh. We got we, we completed the circle a couple times. That, that, that should suffice for a bit. Yes, we, we apologize for Rich not being here. In the words of Robert Jordan, let tears flow, O ye people of the world, weep for your salvation. <laughs> weep for Rich. Did you have that on the ready? Were you ready with that? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the Prophecies of the Dragon. <laughs> prophecies of the Rich. Yes, Prophecies of the Rich. Uh, this is from the fourth age. <laughs> Otherwise known as the uh, We're All Gonna Burn age. As Many riches came cases. before and after, but this was a rich. <laughs> there was a rich, yes. <laughs> there may be many riches. <laughs> this was a rich. <laughs> yes, people. Uh, welcome to uh, a Wheel of Time podcast, where my, we, me and my two pals make a terrible job of going through the Wheel of Time books and taking the piss out of each other as we go along. Oh, well, it's part of the part and parcel. If you don't make it, you got to expect a little bit of a... Of a ribbing uh, you ribbing yeah exactly the good, so. old, the good old english ribbing shall we say what <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old friends oh, yes wink wink nod nod all sort <laughs> yes shoe shine mr pickett oh, yes <laughs> but yes oh, but we will man. we but yet one shall be born to face the shadow and that's well, uh, that's you rob well here's the funny <laughs> thing you always find the find the opportunity to miss the episodes where nothing happens so I wonder you know, why that is. <laughs> about a month ago, you, you you skipped out on a on a chapter where it was Rand wandering in the woods, and last week you skipped out on a chapter where Rand took a bath, ate dinner, and went to bed. <laughs> Did he go to the toilet? <laughs> that might have been a few pages in there. I might have skipped it. <laughs> God, do these people ever go to the toilet? <laughs> you remember the time they spend like lying in the woods? Like surely there'd be a moment like yeah, you know, Matt went off to relieve himself. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's always just playing dice. Flight down the air and out means something <laughs> entirely different then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, this week we shall be reviewing a nice meaty chapter, which has got some things I'm very excited to talk about. I'm very excited to talk about the contents of Rand's pockets. <laughs> I'm very excited to talk about um, certain, certain things Matt likes to do while he's spare time. And I'm also excited to speak about a little conversation with a new lady called Min, who I believe uh, we did see in the last episode, but we didn't chat to. Previewed, no speaking lines. Uh, Rand, Rand just saw her speak to Maureen, and that was it. Was like, but yes, I, I love, I love the introduction. <clears throat> I love, I love, I love all these, I love all these characters, but. No, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, Min, so. Min, Min's great. <laughs> and I love the way she confuses Rand. Although, admittedly, on the audiobook, I think I mentioned this before as well, uh, I'm not a fan of the voice that the guy <laughs> does for her. The, the audio guy tries to do voices for the female characters? Oh, he, yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, oh well, Rob, in your in your fledgling career of doing a bit of audio voice work, <laughs> you should you should definitely listen to Audible. In fact, we should probably set up a, uh, an Audible trial for our site. I think, oh, that, I think that'd be a good idea. Marvel slash Tavirana thing. Yes, 
<laughs> audible trial slash Tarvrian. Doesn't exist right now, but it might exist next week. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't do that on the UK side. I've tried that for another podcast. <laughs> so ah. I'll leave that in your capable hands, my dear friend. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. So do we have a format? Well, <laughs> we, we had no no reviews uh, since our last podcast, but but I do have a bit of good news. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have completed our full set. Uh, we are, have been now are listened in all fifty states and the District of Columbia. So I want to give a shout out to all our new listeners slash bots in <laughs> Spearfish, South Dakota, Walcott, Vermont, and Alfred, Maine. Welcome to the pattern, Bill. That's all fifty states. We've got all seriously all fifty states, all fifty states and DC. That's incredible. And DC. <laughs> and- yeah, we don't normally count. Americans normally don't think of DC. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say and Hawaii or Alaska. You know the ones that aren't actually connected to your continent. But <laughs> those are those are part of the fifty states. Uh, just just want to don't don't let anybody know I'm t- to tell you that. But oh no no I know they're part of the fifty states. But when you you know if you're if you're going to exclude any ones, I thought you'd do like you know the latecomers or the ones that aren't actually connected to the mainland mass. <laughs> yeah. Not part of yes, not part of the continental United States. But you know because you know we Alaska and Hawaii early on that was kind of you know. <laughs> so yeah my, my knowledge of the u.s is you know i couldn't name all 50 states <laughs> but i do know hawaii is part of it <laughs> hawaii yep. hawaii and last were the last two yep uh yeah see i knew that as well you know this is like <laughs> you know it's like when i talk about the united kingdom you don't automatically think of like you know the falkland islands which is just off the coast of argentina <laughs> part of part of the uh, queen's empire yeah part of the queen's empire sun never sets on our empire my friend well i think that used <laughs> to be the case until we uh, we annexed hong kong back to china uh, in the in the late nineties, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think the sun does actually now currently sit on our uh, empire in that area. <laughs> Unless I, it's, I'm probably wrong though, we've probably got some random specific island which belongs to us. <laughs> uh, you know. uh, oh, actually, there is there is a random specific island that belongs to us because they all worship Prince Charles, which is really strange. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> questionable, questionable uh, content there. No, it's not. It's really funny. <laughs> It's just like you know, because you know, you know, the, the Queen and the royal family over in the UK is just mainly like a figurehead thing. They don't actually mm-hmm. have any technical power. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, for some reason, there's just this this random island. I think it's somewhere off the coast of New Zealand, somewhere. And yeah, their um, their head of state is Prince Charles. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's really strange. It's like not even the Queen. It's the Queen's son, who's you know he's in his late seventies anyway. Uh-huh. These people seem to never die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that horribly. Sorry for any oh, uh, for any royalists. No slander, no slander. I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, the Queen Mother lived to like 100 and something. <laughs> the Queen's well into her 90s, I think. Oh my gosh, yeah, she should live forever. Yeah, oh. that gener- that generation's as hard as now. It's like you know the ones that lived through the war because you know the Queen Queen was great. She did loads of stuff during the war. She drove a tank. People don't often <laughs> remember this sort of stuff. <laughs> I, well, I, I wasn't alive then. Yeah, and there's there's a good story as well about I think it's the um, the guy from Saudi Arabia, you know, like the emperor, whatever he's called. Um, he's famously, you know, quite they're all famously quite derogatory towards women. So when he came over, mm-hmm. um, they don't let women drive out in Saudi Arabia, do they? Or they might have let them do it recently. So when he came over to visit the queen, this eight year old woman, you know, got in the car. <laughs> And drove and drove him around Windsor Park at like a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that being a story recently. Like, the, the, should the Queen still have her license or something like that? Yeah, I think she's still got a tank license. To be honest with you, <laughs> more power too. I wish I had a tank license. That would be that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I used to have a forklift truck license, but that's expired now. <laughs> but they are really fun to drive. 
Anyway, so, this isn't so a, this isn't a, a Queen's Time argument. podcast. <laughs> Sorry, you know, the History Channel. Um, yeah. You know how people. You know how we've had all those uh, iTunes things saying how they love it when we stay on topic. Yes, we seem to find a pattern here. Rich and I get a get a podcast. We knock it out in twenty minutes. We get you, and all of a sudden we're talking about the Queen's tank license. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyway, I'm probably completely wrong about all those stories, but I think that's really but funny. It's, it's anyway. all fun. It's all fun. It sounds it, it sounds like it'd be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine the Queen driving around with her middle finger sticking up for people. <laughs> she goes around and wins <laughs> I'm the Queen. Get by. Excuse me. <laughs> Move over, bitches. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth um, coming through. <laughs> Number two. So if you haven't noticed, we're, we're filling the time because not only do we have no real iTunes reviews, there's not any really real time news to speak of either. <laughs> uh, I guess this is you know, nothing since the Rosamund Pike casting has ever been anything of note. You know, a bunch of rumors, a bunch of fantasy casts, and all that. So we're kind of in a kind of a holding pattern or dark ages. Uh, but you know, as always, thanks to Narg, uh, um, I guess YouTuber Nablus, uh, Bill and I check out from time to time and hashtag Twitter time. Everybody's kind of chomping at the bit for new for news and updates. So yeah, we're all we're all kind of looking at the same sources, waiting for, for waiting for stuff to drop. Um, yeah. So um, in case you guys didn't know as well. Um, news from our side of things um i think we have said that we've got a youtube channel for the podcast yep we do so um now on the <laughs> on the youtube channel just to give people a little bit of notice here uh we are currently just posting the episodes of our said podcast uh, which we're listening to now through whatever podcasting apps you happen to like podcast uh, catcher me yes podcast oh, yeah don't get me started on that uh, <laughs> i hate that word I feel like that just started recently. When did people start using podcatchers? Now everyone says. I just it. say it. Did, I know it's weak for you. I like to get you all buttered up. Bill Nog mad. Um, <laughs> ooh, Bill Nog. I like that. Oh <laughs> uh, anyway, there's already a Nog, Daily Tronic. Um, so, yes, we, uh, myself and Rob, we plan to sort of uh, branch out with YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see if we can do a few little videos and stuff so um they will contain spoilers they will have spoiler warnings at the beginning uh, so yeah be warned but we'll try and keep the uh, podcast spoiler free because you know yep. rich, rich we'll, we'll try it for we have rich's sake and uh, rich, rich ruins everything yeah because rich can't read so <laughs> uh, cool yeah, so rich. yeah so so look forward to some nice youtube com, uh, stuff from us and also i did release uh my stories of uh, tellings of the wheel yes it was, i loved it did you? I, I love so the, the thunderstorms and and I don't know if you meant to pause it at the right times, but it, it, it all worked perfectly. Oh yeah, my... yeah, yeah. Because I went through, I took out all the bits where it's like, and Moraine said, <laughs> and, and Rand was looking at, send Bowie Shatty's pants. Um, I, I took all those bits out, then just you know got down to the meat of the story as written by Robert Jordan, told by Moraine, mm -hmm. and yeah, I went for it. <laughs> so let let us know if you like that, guys, because. Um, I was really nervous about it. <laughs> considering, how long, yeah, considering how long I've been podcasting, you think I wouldn't get nervous about this sort of stuff. But yeah, I whenever know. I think of something new, want to give it a try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. solo podcasts. I mean, how, how hard could it have been? <laughs> hey man, when you're doing when you're playing police police space oh. simulator 2001. <laughs> All right, that stuff just writes. Let's go on another tangent, uh, guys. But he, he does. Uh, Bill does have another uh, podcast called the Audio Only Experience, and he's playing a game from the '90s called Police Knots, which. <laughs> Nicknamed it police uh per simulator because the guy who created the game Hideo Kojima. Uh yep, the guy who created Metal Gear Solid. Pervert. 
<laughs> Apparently so. Great, great video game creator. Pervert. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I've just finished uh, the first chapter of that. And uh, yeah, I spent most of my time just groping women in space. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's, that's the audio experience my, that we're... Let's, let's put it this way. My favorite moment so far has been slapping Sharon Stone's boobs as a uh, mechanical mosquito flew around the room. <laughs> There it is. And I'm not there even is. making it up. This is just what happens. It's a serious, it's supposed to be a serious police drama where you're trying to track down a killer. <laughs> a murder mystery, right? Yeah, it is. But, you know, occasionally you just have to slap Sharon Stone's boobs to get to yeah, move on the story. Yeah. That was actually to move on the story. I couldn't avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, enough of, enough of uh, the audio only experience. Uh, experience is just XP. If anyone does want to look it up, I have almost no listeners for that show, which I I fully expect. But it's kind of like a love project. <laughs> I listen. Like I said, yeah, the, the content. To be friend. Like I said, the content for that just seems to just come out of, out of the air. It's just great. I love it. Anyway, no one else will. <laughs> so, chapter fifteen of the Wheel of Time. <laughs> what? What's the Wheel of Time? <laughs> yes, chapter fifteen of the Wheel of Time. So before we get started, um, I wanted to make one note. At, because I don't want to skip this part, and I want to get your ruling on it, because I think it should count. Um, in the chapter, when Rand is leaving, is getting ready to leave the uh, Stag and Lion, he stops to, to watch Tom perform. Oh, yes. And I guess he gets a bunch of stares from the people around the common room, just saying, well, there's one of those new you know, new people in town, and what's, what's his story? So Rand feels that he's being stared upon, and he smooths, he smooths his coat, and then walks out the door. I want to count this as a smoothing of the dress. No. It's basically the same thing. I know it's basically the same thing, but the, the smooth, we can't, well, I don't think, have we, have we had a smoothing of the dress yet? No. No, I don't, I, we can't have the first one being Rand just like smoothing his coat out. I'm sorry, Bill, that's sexist. So now you're alienating <laughs> one half of the uh, Jordan population. Yeah, but don't forget book eight where he wears a dress for a while. <laughs> okay, we're, you're about, I'm going to get off another tangent. <laughs> Sorry, that's not a spoiler for anyone. That's <laughs> just me being like, you know, this is like trying to, cloud, create, yeah. trying to cry, you create another tangent and yeah, talk about like, Honeybee, aren't you? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about Honeybee. Let's, no. not, let's not get into that. <laughs> no, more, no more video game tangents. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess, I guess I'll take it off my list. So, brand smoothing of the coat in quotes. But <clears> yeah, because, anyway. you know, we've got smoothing of the dress. Uh, Nynaeve's going to have a, a braid thing going on. So. Air braids, parent. I already got. I already got to my second one. Parent was stupid uh, spot. So. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah, we won't count that. But let's get into the chapter, mate. So yep. chapter so, fifteen: strangers and French. <laughs> friends and strangers. Which one? Which one is it? <laughs> are you a well, one, are you a stranger or a friend? Well, what I love, and I, it's one of my notes later, but I'll bring it up now. I love the fact that the name of this chapter is called "Strangers and Friends," and we meet a stranger who becomes one of our closest friends. And later in the chapter, we meet a friend who becomes the strangest bloke in the whole book. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> so I love, I love the play on words and, and kind of a turning it on its head that Jordan does. But I guess this, this chapter opens with Rand getting a quick behind-the-scenes glimpse of the inner workings of kitchens. The, <laughs> yes. innkeeper, the innkeeper may be the face of the face of the place, but he knows who runs the show. And that's that's the uh, that's the scullery maids and the. Uh, cooks and the chefs and all of it in the, in the kitchens so we get a back and forth between master fitch and i think sarah is her name <laughs> yeah yeah sarah <laughs> the cook yes he's like so you, sarah? 
thinking, well, I'll just, I'll take my, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll walk out of here and you can feed your own patrons. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I meant. Just want to make sure everything's working back here. So, you know, we get a little, little banter back and forth about how that, I think it's kind of a semi reoccurring theme is, you know, <laughs> the cooks and in Lil. <laughs> the cooks, the, the cooks, the innkeepers, you know, <laughs> yes. banter. You'll, you'll see that. I guess you'll see that in other, in other, you know, locales throughout, throughout the series. But it's a, classic, um, it's a classic relationship, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things I did like before he actually gets, to, I mean, like this is like getting down to the, the cook thing is like one paragraph in. <laughs> but the bit before that yep. is just, I love Rand's excitement. He's just like blood and bloody ashes. No one woke me up. <laughs> I know. He's just like, despite all everything they've been through. The boys are in the big city and he wants to get out <laughs> into the city and have a look at what it's all about. And he's so, so excited. Just like, doesn't matter, you know, what's happening. You know, his dad could have died in the two rivers for all we know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> you know, the Trollocs could have come back and reattacked their village. He's gone through all this trauma and he's just like, we're in the big city. Time to get out. <laughs> runs down the stairs, runs into the kitchen, like, give me some food. I'm going for an explore. I can't believe they left me. I'm Randall Four, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's just so excited. I love the fact that he's so because Rand doesn't actually swear a lot in these books because blood and bloody ashes is considered a, a swear word, and he does actually use he does actually say blood and ashes. They didn't wake me up. <laughs> That's how excited Rand is. Oh my I just, god! I just love that whole thing. Just like yeah, come on. That's <laughs> funny because you guys, you know, to them, Berlin is the big city. Yeah, what stay, What happens in Berlin stays in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> but in reality, Berlin is big like, you know, Topeka. No offense to our fans in Topeka, Kansas, but there's bigger cities. But they don't know that. Then this is the... <laughs> Do the people in Topeka know that? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Guys in Topeka, there's a bigger city. Sorry to tell you this. <laughs> World does not revolve around Topeka, Kansas. Just the same. But yeah, but we have this little exchange between uh, the Master Fitch and Sarah. Sarah's pissed off because uh, Master Fitch has been around telling her about her cat not doing a proper job. And the, um, and then, well, actually, he told her the cat was doing too good a job. <laughs> yes, there's rats, there's dead rats everywhere. Yeah, there's dead rats everywhere. Cat's done too good a job. And the uh, clients have been complaining. So she's just like, well, we'll Fuck you, it's my cat. If you don't like it, I'll, I'll bugger off. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 Sarah, I can't work without you. I'll just tell him, I'll just tell him what for. And then he <laughs> mentions the fact that the rats had their backs broken. Broken in on themselves. Yeah, and which is Rand kind of is odd literally, way for Yeah, Rand's I, I, literally mid-bite for his cheese and meat sandwich. <laughs> Oop, I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah, no, yeah. Rand's biting into his sandwich and he hears Master Fitch say about the rats and their backs being broken. And as Rand puts it, it just the taste of the food just turned to ash in his mouth. Yep. Because yep. that's what happened in the dream. Exactly. A little too a little too real. Yeah. Shit. So suddenly all of his excitement's gone. Um, dream, dreams have come to life. Yeah, you know, he's got he's, he's he's picked up his hair and sword, all excited to go out into the city. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's it. Now, is this the point where he just uh, have we gone over the bit where he discusses the contents of his pocket? That's that's you. I don't remember exactly when that <laughs> happens. Like I said, I was too busy reading about him taking a bath and eating dinner. So. Okay. Um, I, I'm not going to look back through it, but I'm pretty sure at one point, it's either here or just after he goes back upstairs to speak to Perry. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> he mentions all the things in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> With like a piece of twine, a couple of coppers. It pretty much. It's... <laughs> I just, I just love the way he, he phrases it. Um, I think he might have been trying to buy something. 
maybe maybe it was when he was trying to buy the food from the cook. Oh, okay. And uh, he's just like, all he had in his pocket was the silver coin from Moraine, but he didn't feel like spending that. <laughs> yeah. And then he had a couple of coppers, uh, two new bowstrings, a bit of flint for lighting fires. So these are all very sensible items. And then he go, yeah, so it's like, yeah, two bowstrings and then another bit of string, which he thought might be useful. <laughs> and it's just like, I want to point this out, just in case like I've missed it somewhere down the line, but maybe somewhere later on in the books, he pulls out this bit of string. <laughs> and I mean, it's like, just regular random string he sees lying around. He goes, that might be useful. Yeah. So I think this is either a funny moment to show how inexperienced he is. That, you know, he just had a bit of string. <laughs> thought it might be useful. Because he's probably solid lying on a tail. He goes, oh, cool, yeah. string. Yeah, or, or I don't know, later on he may use the bit of string to like catch a rabbit or something and it saves his life. Who knows? <laughs> so yeah, I want everyone That's, out there to be on string watch. When does it's all Rand, part of the pattern. That's when does Rand use the string or lose the string? <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is the most important part of the Wheel of Time now. We need to keep track of, oh my gosh. of, of Rand's string. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so I think, yeah, was yeah, my next note was that you know, Rand finds Perrin still in bed. Yep. Perrin admits that he had the same dream and is also scared about the rat and you know about to hear about the rats he's freaked out too rand's like well now we got to go find matt and make sure you know what what our, what our next step is because they both they both agree they don't want to talk to maureen about it because it's a little too creepy so they go well tom's a man about the world but we'll, we'll talk to tom but let's turn <laughs> let's find matt first make sure he doesn't blab because you know matt's been very loose with the lips in the last few chapters yeah but but despite all parents still quite disturbed by the whole dream and uh, doesn't want to get out of it. He wants no part of you. Know, the big, the big city can just stay where it is. I'm just going to stay in bed. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll get out a little bit later on, but I just need a bit of time to get over the, uh, yeah. the old bending of bats, rats, uh, <laughs> rats backs. That I uh, just witnessed. Yep, and yep, as, yep. as Rand's on his way out, Tom's in the, um, Tom's in the old uh, part, like the big part of the inn. And everyone's watching him because he's telling the story of the horn of the law. Yes. Where is called? Valir. Valir, yeah, Horn of Valir. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Tom. Tom's just in his element. He's <laughs> so, Rand, so Rand's just like, oh, I'll come back. <laughs> well, did he, like, we get our first talk of the different types of, of, of yes. methods of telling storytellings. There's you know chant and high chant, I think. Or yeah, he said there's um, there's low chant, high chant, and common chant. Common chant's like telling a normal story just mm -hmm. to your friend, like you know, hey, I went to the shops yesterday. Uh, and then there's High Chan where he's telling the story of Valir and all the men on horseback. And he even he even describes the fact that Tom's Tom looks like he's standing there, that Tom looks like he's riding on a horse, but he actually looks like ten people riding a procession. <laughs> somehow <laughs> somehow Tom just by himself is able to command these images into people's heads. It's a whole presentation. Yes. <clears throat> yes, and it's the whole way that the gleam you're watching a master gleeman at work. He is the master. He is the master. Tom. Tom's great. <laughs> so Rand goes out into the city, and this is where the title "Strangers" kind of comes into this chapter. He bumps into uh, somebody. Somebody saw the other night. Well, first because he's looking out over the city, isn't he? And all the amount of people there, and he comments on how, like, even in Emmons Field, the busiest time during the busiest festival, there was more people just on this one street, just outside, oh, yeah. the, just outside the Stagen Line. Every building was two or three, you know, floors and yeah. no thatched roofs to be seen. And, and yeah, and he comments on how all these people are here, but they don't know each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and it's just like so they're all strangers. Yeah, like normal life, friend. Get to get to get the uh, hay out of your get hair, hair there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and that's where because he takes a couple of steps back to sort of, you know, give himself a bit of space from the whole scene, and then that's when he bumps into our good old friend Min, Miss Farshaw. Miss Farshaw. 
this Miss Farshaw Forsyth. Because <laughs> we don't know her whole story. We just know she's big city girl. Mm-hmm. And very much has no idea how to talk to a big city girl. No idea whatsoever. I, well, again, I don't think Rand has much chance of talking to any girls in this book. <laughs> well, once again, he's used to the two rivers women who are, you know, by way or the highway personified. Yeah, but even, even then, we've we've seen him talking to Egwene, and he just can't do it. <laughs> he just freezes up, says the wrong bumble, thing all the time. Bumble, 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 bumble. Yeah, it's just like, you know, there's a pair of boobs standing in front of him. He's not going to have much of a chance. But it's not even that. It's just, <laughs> it, it's it's Min's forward way of talking to him. Yes. But she's and, very interested in Rand. Yeah, we don't know exactly why yet, but it's, you know, she's she's curious about him. She knows about Mulrain because he kind of corrects her. Mulrain, I've never heard that name before. And she's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah, do you mean whatever. Mistress Elise? <laughs> Mistress Elise? Yeah. <laughs> right. so, we'll, we'll go, we'll go with up. your story. Shut up, she got her. <laughs> yeah, she, she gives him a sheep herder. So that's, uh, she, she's well, on the actually, she calls there. everyone from the two rivers a sheep herder. Yep. <laughs> she says, people called people from the two rivers uh, wooden headed sheep herders. He's like, who says that? <laughs> defensive. She's like, yeah, you're all supposed to be really soft, but you know, if you start digging a little bit, you're all hard as nails underneath. Like an old, you're like roots from an old oak tree, she described it, doesn't she? You dig down, you find stone, I think is what she said, right? Yes. But she says, you and the boys are like stone on top, where all the nice soft gooey stuff's been weathered away. <laughs> God. <laughs> but I love, like, after after the whole conversation, he's trying to walk away, and she keeps, and she'll, she, what is it? You know, you can't get away from me. You know, we're, you know, I forget how she words it, but he's like, he's literally running from her and she's like, you can't escape me. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, the, you could just tell he's freaking out inside. He's trying to walk away promptly away from this crazy woman. <laughs> and it, it just cracked me up how she so, owned, she completely owns him. And it's awesome. I love it. You know, especially when you find out, you know, her so a little more of her story and their relationship going forward. But this first encounter, she's she just has him completely owned. Yeah. So Min, as she describes it, uh, well, as she describes Moraine telling her about it, has a special type of power. Yes. Moraine says that she can see parts of the pattern. And basically, when she looks at people, uh, she sees like images floating around them. Some of them, just like naturally, she knows exactly what they mean. Other ones are a lot more cryptic. Mm-hmm. And when she looks at the boys, she sees a whole butt ton <laughs> of cryptic stuff. <laughs> yes, you no, know, she she can't suss it all out. It you know has to come and you know. And that's why she just talked to them to figure out what these things mean. Now we're not gonna get we're not gonna give any spoilers here, but. Everything is basically complete foreshadowing for stuff that happens in the future. Even stuff that yes. I can't like. I've I have read through the series, <laughs> you know. But some of these things, I was like, I can't even remember what that is about. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there was one about. Uh, uh, she says with Perrin, like she could see an image of a wolf, which is uh, that's very clear later on down the line. Um, and then she says there's an image of a broken crown, and I'm like, I think I know what that is, <laughs> but I'm not sure. And then all the stuff she says with Matt is just like. That's like the next nice, like, right? 10 books, I think. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like, she just keeps re- reeling them off. Now there's this, there's this, there's the picture of like the eye on the scowl, which we, we discussed the other day because you mentioned that thing uh, to me spoilers. when we were talking about something. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. But you mentioned that moment in the book to me the other day on mm-hmm. Discord. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what are you talking about? And then like you had to refresh my memory. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> emoji of refreshment. But otherwise, I'd have been like, during this, when I was reading this bit, I'd have been like, what the hell's an eye on a scowl got to do with things? 
<laughs> but there's so many weird stuff like the, the eagle. Uh, Rand has a sword that's not a sword. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, three that, women that... crying over his grave. Like she says all this stuff to him, and it's all oh foreshadowing in the books. And like, yeah, when you think when when you're rereading it, you're like, oh my god, like Robert Jordan. This happens in like ten books of time. <laughs> that's how it was with the story when when Mari was telling the story of Manetherin and uh, Queen Eldrin. Yes, that's. In book one, foreshadowed something that happened in book 14, and that just blew my mind. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. So, yeah, we, I, I don't think we're giving anything away because it is, all we've said is the stuff that Min points out. Mm -hmm. uh, and she points out when she sees all three boys together, it's like a dark cloud and sparks. The sparks are trying to fill the cloud, and the cloud's trying to eat the sparks. She doesn't have any idea what it means, but it looks terrifying. <laughs> and then she lets Rand know that it uh, doesn't matter where he goes, we're going to meet again. Yes, yeah, we're and being I, he's like, I don't think so. Oh, he's like, oh yeah. no, yeah, yeah. I'll see you when I'm on my way back. <laughs> She's like, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I'll see you again. But... <laughs> it's, and, great, yeah. it's a great opening exchange. It is great. I love, I absolutely love Min. I just love the fact that she just turns up and says, hey, I can see all this stuff like Randy Red and the buggers off. And everyone's like, ah! <laughs> what the fuck's that? What about you can't escape me. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Yeah, like, I could just picture Rand kind of quick walking away, mm -hmm. trying not to make a scene, but fast walking away from her. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, but that's, that's almost how it happens in the book. Like one minute you're in this deep conversation with all this like stuff being thrown at you that you're like, oh my God, what the hell does all this mean? And then the next line is just like, Rand's bustling for all these people. <laughs> He's just like literally just scarpered. Uh, <sighs> great. Good old, old Rand. So yeah, so, so Rand... Ran Scarp as he was way around uh, Berlon, <laughs> not, yep. not very successfully making his way around the sea. He's just insane, like how how big this is, and you know some of the roads are, I guess, pay, like cobblestone, and some are, are are mud, dirt packed. You know, he he's just this is like Watch Hill, Watch Hill, Terran Ferry, you know, and you know Evansfield all put together. You know, yep. I remember when when they first got to the city, and Tom was just like. <laughs> Come big, on, guys. Big city. <laughs> you ain't got any that. idea. <laughs> but yeah, but Rand's convinced that this is the biggest city on Earth at the moment. I know. It's <laughs> funny. All very confusing. Uh, and then what happens, Rob? He, he sees he sees someone that looks vaguely familiar kind of darting off in the crowd. Yeah. He looks very disheveled. Follows, <laughs> follows him into the alley and... Well, he's just like that. Is that is him? That's that's Paddin Fane, had the peddler. Paddin Fane. We thought he he was dead. Yeah, we thought he died in the Trolloc attack because he disappeared. His cart had been set on fire. I think we even did. I think uh, Lan even nicked a couple of his horses, didn't he? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, oh no, he did. He bought the horses from the other people. He said he said the the, the horses weren't any good for what they needed because they oh, were slow, yeah, well, slow plodding horses. <laughs> he's probably not the best horse keeper. So but, yeah, yes. he follows him, in, follows him into the alley because Patton's running from him, and he is running, and he's not sure why. He's yelling, "Master Fane, Master Fane! Hey, it's Randall Thor from the Two Rivers! Hey, where are you going?" Chases him into an alley and gets to a point where there's no escape. So Patton has to kind of confront Rand. We're not sure why Patton is 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 running from him, but we do know that is he's very disheveled. Um, he's wearing rags. He's just completely a Looks like a broken man, and, and it's an interesting conversation that the two of them have. Yes, he um, does seem very uh, shifty, doesn't he? <laughs> extremely shifty, yes. It's like, hey, 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 what, what's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. Hey, hey, 
I have a perfect voice for him. <laughs> oh, good. I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Pat, Pat in Plain is very, <laughs> very, very confused man. He's uh, he's definitely at this point suffering from some sort of PTSD. <laughs> exactly. Playing rags. He's lost all of his pedaling wares. Yeah, you know, he runs. Boots are worn to nothing. Used. And, he, but, yeah, he's basically run all the way from the two rivers to Berlon on his feet. Yeah, yeah. So at some point they must have overtaken him, probably in the fog. <laughs> who um, knows? Spoilers. Yes, who knows indeed. But uh, yeah. but yeah, so we must have overtaken Padin Fane at some point, and he's there. But Rand's like, hey, we're, look, we're friends. We're staying at the two. Uh, we're staying at the Stag and Lion. Come with me. And he's just like, is that woman there? And Rand's like. Yeah, that- uh, yeah, yeah, she's there. And he's like, oh my God, she's an ace to die. <laughs> I don't want to be near ace to die. <laughs> absolute no part. And he's very, no part no. at all. No. Don't tell her about me. <laughs> Got him. Don't do it. <laughs> don't. Don't. Imagine. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Paddy Fane doesn't want to go see Moraine. He doesn't want to be within 100 miles of an ace to die. And he says he will protect himself from the ace to die. He will, he will. <laughs> and then like runs off. <laughs> yeah, the, he... he, he as they're talking, he keeps trying to shift and find a find a gap in between Rand and the alley to get by until he, you know, finally gets shifted enough that he just scurries right past Rand. Not like Rand was going to do anything to him, but Rand was just like, "What is your problem? I'm Rand, trying to help you." Rand's a big boy. <laughs> Rand's a big boy, but you know, he's blocking the alley. He has nothing but the best intentions for Master Master <clears throat> Master Bane. Indeed, so, it's kind of funny how <clears throat> like, why are you scared of me? I'm, I'm trying to help you. I know. But I mean, Rand can obviously see how distressed he is and isn't going to really force it. But he does try to run after him as Padim Fane runs off, disclaiming he's going to protect himself from the Ace of Die. <laughs> he runs into another uh, person, right? Yeah. He basically, as, yeah, as, Ron, as Rand's running out the alley, being the sheep that he is, just completely just pummels into someone and knocks him over. <laughs> but luckily, it turns out to be Matt. <laughs> Matt Matron Cawthon. <laughs> and I'm very sure Matt calls him a sheep herder at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Matt's all big cityed up now. Yeah. He's like, come on, you a... country bumpkin. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> look, look where you're going. So <laughs> Matt does does confirm that, yes, he had the same uh, Balzaman rat dream rat as snapping. well. Should we call it rat, rat snapping? snapping? dream, yep. <laughs> so they do, they do agree that um, going to Tom is probably the best best step, best thing to do, not talk to Maureen. Oh, this infuriates me, Rob. <laughs> It does. <laughs> yes. When when I'm list, when when I, when, I was, when I'm listening to this bit, I'm just like, "What the hell is wrong with you boys? Like, you know what's going on. Talk to Moraine." She even said, "If wanna... you have problems with dreams, come to me." But they're still so leery, and and their thought is, "Tom is man of the world and knows know. all." Of but it's just like I just want to slap him about. It's just like, come on. She's the one who's rescued you from the two rivers. She's the one who's giving you information on what's happening. I know, but they do know that. But don't forget, Rand also had that one dream where he was being led to the to the White Tower. And yes, but the like, dream I, was crap. like I said, now this isn't a spoiler, but my theory is that it's nothing to do with the Bialzaman dreams. <laughs> well, I get, I get that, but it's still in Rand yeah, recalling fresh, that dream. Says, it's fresh in his memory, isn't it? It's you know, White Tower may not be good. It, that's that's the thought in the dream i know i know and i know that i know that the whole thing is that the you know, the, the back these parts of the backward these parts of 
the continent country area thing where because it's never named is it this continent <laughs> if i remember rightly i think it's unofficially been called randland <laughs> Randland. Yeah. Oh, yeah i like that but yeah there's <laughs> you know they're in the country of andor and mm-hmm. this is even Berlon is still like a backwater part of it it's actually a mining village and <clears throat> and yeah like this whole area is like very mistrusting of Aes Sedai. yes and but it still it just really bugs me it's just like in that situation, I would have been like, well, <laughs> this woman well, with a with a kick-ass warder, <laughs> I'm definitely going to tell her about this dreamer that yeah. we've all had. Because clearly, you know, we know Trollocs are chasing us. We don't know why. And now we've all had a shared dream. <laughs> Maybe the Ace and I can help us. But then, of course, we know in the next next chapter or so, and we know Tom. We know Tom already has a stigma against Ice and I. Yeah, Tom. So Tom we, has his own we one. Kind of predict what Tom will tell them at this point. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so Matt and Rand, they now have a little mini adventure. You could say that. <laughs> where uh, Matt does something stupid <laughs> and, Ra- and Rand just seems to go crazy. <laughs> well, so, so I guess tell the it, boys tell us the story. are at some intersection and across the way they see some gentlemen in white cloaks um, with a, with a, a they weren't a, physically doing anything. They were kind of Preaching just, the good word, yeah. They're, they're, strongly, well, right? not even that. They're just wandering around. They're just wandering around the city, and everyone in they the city even, just seems to make a space around them. <laughs> he uh, says it's right. like, so yeah, they weren't even doing anything. It was Matt, Matt doing math things. Nope. Yep. So, so the, these Matt's white cloaks a, are just walking along, doing nothing. Everyone can see. Like, it's clear to see that everyone's terrified of these white cloaks. And Matt's just like, "Hey, I've got an idea," and he runs off into a building. <laughs> uh, runs off to the top of the building, and then leans out of a window. Is it the window? Or is he on the roof? I forget, but yeah, oh, yeah, but he's high up. He gets his uh, his slingshot out, <laughs> and then Rand can suddenly see what Matt's planning. There's like <laughs> a stack of barrels down an alleyway, which are being held there with a big peg in the floor, and there's a big puddle of mud. And just as the white cloaks are <laughs> are approaching, and it's important to say how the white cloaks are described because they're in burnished steel, which have been polished to the point where they look like silver. Mm-hmm. So these guys are in white white cloaks with a big bright orange sunburst on the on the chest above the heart uh this perfect polished steel and their cloaks are so high like high enough that they don't go into the mud so these people just look like they own the place steering yes. down everyone and that's what sets matt off <clears throat> so he goes up flings his fling, slingshot knocks the peg out the barrels go rolling the white cloaks jump out the way of the barrels but get splattered with mud <laughs> and at which point, uh-huh. you know, the guy whose barrels they are runs out of the alleyway, screaming his head off, sees the white cloaks, and then runs back into the alley. <laughs> He's petrified. He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I didn't do that. And this whole time, Matt Rand is just standing there, laughing his head off in the middle of the street. Doesn't really realise that the entire street has emptied. <laughs> and he's just standing there. And laughing. then when he when he stops laughing and looks, the white cloaks are just staring at him. And then the 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 big one walks up to him. <laughs> Lord. And, Bornhold. Lord Bornhold. What a what a blowhole. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll find out more about this guy in the yes. future. But yeah, Lord Bornhold. And he basically starts accusing Rand of being a dark one. And rather than sort of being terrified or anything, Rand just suddenly starts tingling and starts well, growing some sort of yeah. weird spine from somewhere and goes absolutely crazy. So he just well, like flicks his coat. Far, we need to let people know that don't know. The White Cloaks are kind of Robert Jordan's... Um, version of the Spanish Inquisition or, or uh, like McCarthyism in America in the fifties, where if you're not, if you're not 
completely in line with the White Cloak's uh, way of thinking, then you must be evil. Yes, it's very much, yeah, like, you know. <laughs> if you're not us, you're evil. That's yeah, basically pretty what it boils down to. And even if you so are us, see... if we accuse you of being evil, you're probably evil. <laughs> yeah, just we don't even need to give you a reason. So they see Rand laughing at them, and there's no cause for anything besides just some bloke laughing at someone getting mud. But because the white cloaks are upset, and they see this guy act laughing at him, he just walked over and says, well, why would you laugh at us? That's just mean. You <laughs> Yeah, but I he mean, says he's such a dick about it, though, isn't he, Bornholm? Oh, he's very, yes, very much a dick about it. <laughs> find you, that's you, a general. Um, you made that saying really you, nice, like, hey, what are you laughing at us? <laughs> what are you laughing at me for? Whereas he's just but like, boy. <laughs> you'll find that, yeah, most of the white cloaks are dicks. <laughs> yes, pretty but, much 99% of the white cloaks are dicks. There's a couple of good eggs. Yep. But, but like you, know, you said, Rand feels a tingle, and, and not the Peter tingle uh, from the MCU, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> He gets a backbone, and yeah. he's like, well, "I'm laughing. We, 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 I can't laugh. <laughs> yeah. you know, what are you going to do? What are you, you going to do?" Yeah, and he, he rather than like you know hide his hair and marked blade that he's strapped around. Oh, his that's head. right. They he see that. His coat one of it, isn't he, yep. to show it off? And then one he of those hair yeah. marks her, and he goes, "He's too young." <laughs> and Rans is like, "Oh, am I?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is an early shot. Uh, I guess the tingle is another way of mentioning maybe that's some Taveran kicking in. I think so. I think it's something other than Tarvir. Tarvir, well, to be honest, one. Uh, again, my, my theory of the is, dreams. <laughs> but I don't want to give support. It was anybody else that did this. They'd be locked up. They'd be in a dungeon right now, rotten <laughs> yeah. away. Great. But for some reason, because it's Tavir and Rand is just <laughs> laughing at him. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's just so and, funny, though. It's just like little things like when Bornhold says, what are you doing here? He goes, I just arrived in Berlon. Can you suggest a good inn? <laughs> you know. and he's like dodging my thing. dodging my questions are you boy you must be a dark one <laughs> there's other scenes coming up that i just read a chapter with another word like brand will do these will do these things or, or say these things and then maybe a minute later goes what the hell was i thinking <laughs> yeah that, that this is the first well i think this is actually the second one of those moments but <clears throat> this is this is the first clear one where he's just like he's obviously like not in his head. Something else is controlling him. And he mentions like a voice at the back of his head telling yeah, him. That's why I was thinking Taviran was in play here because <laughs> when he looks back and goes, what the fuck? What? what I, no, no, no. I shouldn't have been doing that at all. Yeah, but I don't think it's Taviran. I think it's something else. Uh, I don't think it's okay. Taviran. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, Agree to disagree. I think it's uh, something, some other influence. Discord, we need to hear from you. What's influencing <laughs> Rand being a smart-ass to the White Cloaks? <laughs> There will be there will be a influence. Who knows? Maybe Rand's <laughs> under the influence. Maybe he's got a cocaine habit. We don't know. About. <laughs> uh, like Eric Clapton. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, cocaine. Anyway, <laughs> we don't condone the use of drugs in Rand. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Make Fork Week legal. Um, <laughs> so oh, Rand that's a, that's is saved by the town. Really the town watch. So before yep. the white clothes can do anything more to Rand. Maybe this is this is also Taviran uh, kicking in. The I think I think this is definitely Taviran kicking. In. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, the one of the uh, other white cloaks who are there, one of the other children's of the light, notices mm. and points out to Lord Bornhold that the City Watch have arrived, and Bornhold, who just is a complete knob, disgusted, is disgusted by everything, shouts out that Berlon now stands in the shadow, no longer walks in the light. So he just curses the whole city. <laughs> Turns You're out 
turns in, turns around, they all walk off. Again, the same thing happens. They go into the crowds. The crowd form like a bubble around them because no one wants to go near a white cloak. <laughs> no one wants to upset a white cloak. And the town watch follow. <laughs> and then I like the bit when the town watch reach the crowd that they're like fighting to get through, going, "We've got the way for the watch." <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah, fuck off." <laughs> it just show it just shows the sort of the mentality of these people in the big city in this bigish city. <laughs> yes, that they're just like you know the city watch. You know, we're not going to make way for our own police, but <laughs> well, there's what fucking white cloaks. They'll fucking take you away, and you'll never appear again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So oh, get old white cloaks. <laughs> The last, the last gentleman that, that the boys run into is Mr. Tom Maryland himself. Woohoo! Key man's back. But he, <laughs> he, he does not bring good news. He does not. Uh, apparently, while they were away, uh, one of their good friends has turned up, who they really good. like seeing all the time. Good friends, huh? Yeah, no Eve. <laughs> <laughs> boys, your wisdom is here. <laughs> They're like, oh, fuck. I love, I love the <laughs> ending where... Rand's like equating this to to running into a bunch of Trollocs. <laughs> yes, I, I love that bit too. I also love the fact that um, Tom never misses a moment as he's walking along through the city of Bailon. Uh, every time he notices someone looking at him, he's like, "I'll be at the Stag and Lion tonight only." <laughs> it's just like, bring your daughters. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he just never misses a moment. She was the showman. I am, I am in charge here. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he, he, he too, Tom, as we said, he doesn't want the boys to talk to Moraine about the dreams. And they go back to the Stagon line to make sure that Perrin keeps his mouth shut. Yes. <laughs> and also to face Nynaeve. Because yeah, Matt <laughs> Matt and uh, Rand are very much against the idea of talking to Nynaeve straight away. Because uh, um, Matt even says, <laughs> hey, my dad always said, <laughs> what's the point in putting your hand in a hornet's nest before you have to? <laughs> and then, yeah and it's tom who says to them like you know yeah sometimes it's better just to face these things <laughs> rip that band-aid off yeah let's rip the band-aid off and walk in and yeah that's when rand's like oh it felt worse than facing a band of trollocs <laughs> i know <laughs> so yes yeah, so we can, look forward, we can look she... forward to nynaeve beating the boys overhead with a stick in the next chapter i think <laughs> uh, why did you oh. leave that <laughs> Well, it's funny because that's what they thought the anger to be directed at them. It'll be fine. Her, her, her anger is is very acutely directed at a different character. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I really like this chapter. <laughs> it's, it's it's a beast of a chapter. Yeah. Especially this is, after this is Matt at his glory. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Releasing badges onto the green. <laughs> and and some of that two rivers marksmanship, you know, yep. one shot. Yep, I think Randy okay. Rand even comments on the fact that it's an easy shot for anyone from the two rivers. Yep. And I love yep. things like that because there were just there just seems to be things that these people, you know, everyone looks at them as being backwards country people, but they have become extreme specialists. To back <laughs> so, and marksmanship. To back to marksmanship, yep, because they're all awesome with the bow. They've got the two rivers longbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep, they're awesome with a slingshot. Uh, yeah, just the two rivers folks are great. <laughs> I love yes. all the two rivers guys. Uh, but yeah, you know. And then there's um I think I think there's a bit in uh, the Great Hunt map which oh, I just can't wait to get to. <laughs> uh, but I won't talk about it. No spoilers on this show. No not spoilers not on this show. Two. Not till season two. Oh, I can't wait to I I've started reading the Great Hunt now, so I can't get I can't get too far. I'm trying to pace myself. I'm up to chapter twenty five of Eye of the World. Because I can't go too far ahead because I'll forget what I'm doing. I just couldn't stop. I got to this chapter. This chapter was the one, you know. I hit this chapter and I was just like, I've got to keep going. <laughs> this is it. I've got to keep going. And I got all the way to the Great Hunt. I've had a break, you know, I've had a bit of a break. Uh, but... See, I'll, I'll read a chapter, then I'll, then I'll 
pull out the bit I want to do the readings for, then I'll write notes down. And all, doing all these things will keep information fresh in my brain. And I don't want to get too far ahead because then I'll have to recall stuff from 30 chapters ago. Or... Oh, no, no. Yeah, I always go back. I always go back and uh, re-listen to the chapter and make some notes before we do a recording. That's, uh -huh. that, that's my policy. But I just couldn't stop reading. I couldn't stop listening to the book once I started. It was just, it just the wheel of time just grips me. Like, only other Brandon Sanderson. It's all part of the pattern. It's all part of the pattern, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I feel it helpful for YouTube content to make it fresh. Like, I would have never remembered the contents of Rand's pocket if I'd have just gone off what I'd listened to weeks ago. This <laughs> is like, Rand had something in his pocket. But yes. So, what's the next chapter? Are we doubling up? Well, we have, no, nah, God, no, not with this, not with this piece of a chapter, no. <laughs> uh, I'll take it right into readings with Rob. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot about readings, Rob. Sorry, Rob. I forgot about readings, Rob. <laughs> yes, so here we go with this week's readings with Rob. And now, the Taviren present to you readings with Rob. A few steps into the hallway, the peddler had stopped in his tracks. A tall fence made it into a dead end. As Rand skidded to a halt, Fane rounded on him crouching warily and backing away. He flapped grimy hands at Rand to stay back. More than one rip showed in his coat, and his cloak was worn and tattered as if it had seen much harder use than it was meant for. Master Fane? Rand said hesitantly. What is the matter? It's me, Rand Althor, from Emmonsfield. We all thought the Trollocs had taken you. Fane gestured sharply, and, still in a crouch, ran a few crabbed steps towards the open end of the alley. He did not try to pass Rand, or even come close to him. Gout, he rasped. His head shifted constantly as he tried to see everything in the street beyond Rand. Don't mention His voice dropped to a hoarse whisper, and then he turned his head away, watching Rand with quick sidelong glances. There be white cloaks in this town. They have no reason to bother us, Rand said. Come back to the stag and line with me. I'm staying there with friends. You know most of them. They'll be glad to see you. We all thought you were dead. Dead? The peddler snapped indignantly. Not Patty Fane. Patty Fane knows which way to jump and where to land. He straightened his rags as if they were feast day clothes. Always have, and always will. Either way, you're on time. Younger again. Abruptly, his face tightened, and his hands clutched hold of his coat front. They burned my wagon, and all my goods had no cause to be doing that, did they? I couldn't get to my horses. My horses. But that fat old innkeeper had them locked up in his stable. I had to step quick not to get my throat slit. And what did it get me? All that I've got left is what I stand up in. Now, is that fair? Is it now? Your horses are safe in Master Alvar's stables. You can get them any time. If you come to the inn with me, I'm sure Ma Rain will help you get back to Two Rivers. <laughs> she's, she's a lie, is she? A guarded look came over Fane's face. Maybe, though... He paused, licking his lips nervously. How long will you be at this? What was it? What did you call it? The 
You stag and lying? We leave tomorrow, Braddon said. But what does that have to do with? You just don't know, Thane whined. Standing there with a full belly and a good night's sleep in a soft bed, I've hardly slept a wink since that night. My boots are all worn out with running, and as for what I've had to eat, his face twisted. I don't want to be within miles of an icy die. He spat the last words. Not miles and miles, but I may have to. I have no choice, have I? The thought of her eyes on me, even her knowing where I am. He reached towards Rand as if he wanted to grab his coat, but his hand stopped short, fluttering, and he actually took a step back. Promise me that you won't tell her. She frightens me. There's no need to be telling her. No reason for an Aishi die to even be knowing I'm alive. You have to promise. You have to. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at TavirNPod with your request. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so that was <laughs> Readings with Rob. Uh, yes, yeah, so no, what I meant was next week. We're going to double up because oh, chapter are? six, yeah, chapter sixteen, the wisdom is a very short chapter. It's only twenty-five minutes. And then watchers and hunters is a bit of a beefy one. Uh, it's forty minutes, but you know, together they're going to make about an hour, which is almost the same length for strangers and friends, which we've just done. All right, all right, you're so, you're killing me here, but okay, we'll double we'll double those ones up. Well, otherwise we're going to otherwise we're going to do a whole show on the wisdom chapter, which is chapter sixteen, which is just twenty-five minutes. So That's the I kind know. of chapter that me and Rich would do, right? Yep, so next week I won't be here. <laughs> I only have a few notes on that chapter. <laughs> yep, by the way, I, I'm not here next week. <laughs> no, no, I will, I will be here. I will be here to double up on that one. Because, um, yeah, I think the chapter after 16, I think it's quite an exciting one. So, yes. yes, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, next week, people, 16 and 17 together. All right? No excuses. Read them all. <laughs> Guys, uh, rate and review our podcast. Show us some love. Yes, on whatever podcatcher, podcatcher apps. You, have you don't to have use. to say. You don't have to say it like that. <laughs> well, I just hate that word, podcatcher. I don't know. I, I get. I get it. Apps. I get it. I get why it's correct. But you know, just on your podcast apps, <laughs> whichever podcasting apps you choose, choose rate and review because it really helps other people find us. And yeah, check out the YouTube channel because uh, hopefully we'll have some exciting content coming to you, uh, courtesy of myself and Rob. Because we're 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 leaving Rich out of that one. <laughs> yeah, spoiler spoilerific content. It's going to be very spoilerific. So you know, um, yeah, <laughs> things will have spoiler warnings. So you will have ample opportunity to skip over videos. And yep, because Rich hasn't actually got to the end of the books, and he won't be joining us. Sorry, Rich. Sorry, buddy, but I don't want to spoil it for you. Rich, if you have any objections, speak up now. Excellent. No objections. Right. And also, I want to hear Rich cry at the end of uh, I think book nine. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to that chapter because i tell you oh, what boy. i <laughs> i watched a youtube video where someone to- talked about that chapter and i started all welling up inside <laughs> oh yeah oh, it gets me every time man but yeah I, all stuff to look forward to um oh, it's just so oh man really gets me it gives me goosebumps um yes good stuff coming definitely there is some good stuff lots of good stuff coming in the wheel of time and on the tarvary end podcast so yes next week the wisdom Watchers and hunters, get those chapters done, people. All right. What else we got, Rob? I think that's all for t- that's all for today. All right. Well, it's uh, it's your round then at the stag and line. 
Yes. Yep. I'm working on I'm working on another outro, so I have I have something planned for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, oh, God, yeah, it's such a long way back to the wine spring in though. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. Thank right. you. We're gonna get an Uber Eats. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to continue the conversation, tap into the One Power and contact us on Twitter at TavirenPod. You can also contact Bill at Metunica and Rich at HailBlue1569. You can also reach Rob at his website, digging, D-I-G-G-I-N, diggingdeepsports.com. And, as always, we will see you at the Wine Spring Inn. Here's to another great podcast, gentlemen. Cheers! Ah, damn it, Bill! Not again! Brad, can you get another round of pints for me and the boys? Yes, yes, again. No, Bill, this time. Thank you, Brad. Much, much appreciated. Now, where were we, men? Actually, I believe it's Rich's turn at the stone's table. Hmm? What's that you say? No, no, I don't think old Sen will have that. friends, this is Troidal Power, host of the Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And I'm inviting you to listen to Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. You can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Yeah, see that? So, desktop audio, you're at the top. So, when you're not saying anything, you're bouncing around in the high greens. And I can hear like what sounds like a washing machine in my ear. <sighs> okay. Hold, hold, hold one second. <laughs> Are you punching it? <laughs>